Hello and welcome to the Geekatorium podcast number 83. Now, of course, going to have to take a massive spoiler alert before the beginning of this episode because we, of course, are talking about Loki. We're also talking about the Bad Batch. We're talking about Modok and Ted Lasso. We've been playing God of War and Fallout. We have a sodium story around our favorite Zack Snyder and the DC verse. But also introducing J.J. Abrams to the fight. And we put together a fantastic five, this time of TV shows and movies adapted into games. Now, if you've enjoyed this podcast, if it's the first time listening, please hit the subscribe button and leave a uh, review on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review. It'll help us climb the rankings. And you can follow us on all the social media. Just search for The Geekatorium on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you want to throw us a little bit of extra support, you can do so on Patreon. We have a Patreon account. Search for The Geekatorium. And you can sign up for one of the tiers, give us a little bit of extra support, and in return, we'll give you a lot of love and extras as well. But without further ado, let's go into the podcast. I'm okay, a bit tired, uh, but I, I, I will survive. It's the heat. It's the heat. I can't stand it. I can't, I can't deal with the fact that I'm having to walk around at, at a temperature that's, that's about the same temperature as I wash my clothes in a washing machine. I can't take that. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, a human isn't designed for that. Uh, oh, I mean, I'm part filipino uh this is like okay this human isn't designed for that but also you're part scottish so surely it cancels it out no it means i'm like uh i'm danger in all weathers (laughs) 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 it's too cold no not for me scottish too hot no not for me filipino (laughs) mate mate i've got it all i've got it all telling you you're like you're like one of those uh, the, the the sort of things that you can create in uh, in Jurassic World Evolution. Do you know what I mean? Where, where someone's taken the genes, they've mm-hmm. taken the genes from. Yep, yep. <laughs> You've exactly. been spliced. That's what I, you are. I, I I can hide. I can mask my heat signature, <laughs> and um, yeah, <laughs> and talk to raptors. Not many people know that I can talk to raptors. That is interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. How many raptors have you come across? Uh, a few, a few, uh, quite a few of them, actually. Um, there was about seven of them the last time I came across them. Um, we had a little gathering. We, we talked a lot, had a little bit of a sing song. It was called a, a Raptor's Delight, really. And <laughs> it's too hot for this. <laughs> it's just too hot for this. Worth it. <laughs> to- totally you, worth it. Are you all right? Otherwise, you, you good? Yeah, I'm good, good man. Buddy? I'm good. I'm, uh, I am, as you know, uh, I have impending doom on. No, it's not. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Not You're going to have it's, to edit that out. <laughs> no, I'm going to keep it in there. Uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting. But it's it's the due date is as as recording of this podcast is six days away. Mm-hmm. Is uh, Friday. Um, and I'm at this stage right now where I don't think there's much more I can do. No. Like, I, I know there's, I know there's more that I could do. Like, I know, like, 
it'll, you know, the baby will come and suddenly it'll be like, oh my God, why didn't I do this, this and this? But I don't know that. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so is it that right sort now, of feeling of like when when you've written when you've written your show, mm. and you've got that three hours before showtime starts, and mm. you just don't know really what to do with yourself. You can't you can't rehearse it anymore. You can't you can't prepare any more than you already have, and it's just waiting for the curtain to go up. Yes, trust a comedian to take massive life experiences and condense them down to, it's just like when I write a show. (laughs) So these problems in the Middle East, it's just like when I'm, you know, dealing with hecklers, you know, it's... (laughs) No, but I I, I do know what you mean. I do know. I I actually know exactly what you mean. Mm. Um... It to a degree, yes. Yeah, I'm kind of like in this holding pattern right now, where at any moment it could all kick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just a case of waiting. Uh, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. I got this. <laughs> Do you feel like you can relate now more to you know like people like when when Ross was waiting to find out when he was having a baby? Is it mm. sort of do Do you now relate more to that sort of that? Oh my God! It's going to happen. This is it. it Any time your phone goes off, do you panic? Every every show and movie now that I watch that has pregnancy or childbirth or whatever in it, um, I don't relate to more. I just realise how much full of bullshit they are. <laughs> <laughs> they really are. They, 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 they dress it up as like it's an amazing experience and it's all like the, this, that, and the next thing will happen and it'll all be predictable and it'll all be this. And it's, it's not, it's truth is it's, it's, it's harder. It's harder than the movies and TV shows make out, but that wouldn't get people watching. So there, there you go. Uh, but anyway, so I'm all right. I'm all right. But I've been trying to keep myself distracted as I'm sure you are as well. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. there was one. I think usually at this point I ask what you've been watching, but yes. I think let's very quickly, both of us, just very quickly take two minutes just to count off the two things, that, the other things that we've been watching, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about the big one. You know the okay. big one. I know the big, the big one. one. The big one, yeah. The big one, but we'll, yes. we'll leave that till last. Sex in the City. Yeah, yeah. And and all the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, very quickly, I, I'll, I'll briefly talk about, because I've been meaning to watch this for probably a couple of years, uh, Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, Titans is 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 good, if a little odd. Um, yeah. it, I, I don't know. Have you watched Titans? Nope. I, I, I'd recommend it. The, the funny thing is the lead actor who plays Dick Grayson uh, is very much, he's like a hybrid of Grant Gustin from The Flash and Milo Ventimiglia, uh, Peter Petrelli from from Heroes. He's like a very strange hybrid. Like, a lot mm, of the time, mm. I, it feels like I'm looking at one of them rather than this unique actor who I haven't even bothered to learn his name. But okay. um, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's a bit scattered in its storytelling and... Uh, it's 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 fine. It's fine. It's not the amazing <laughs> show that everyone's like. Oh my god, you've got to watch Titans. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, there's bits that make me laugh. There's there's bits that you know. It, it's it's just. I'll 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 talk about it more once I've completed like season two because I'm I'm in the middle okay. of season two right now. So I'll get more into it once season two is complete. But Titans, yeah, it's fine. Um, and then the other one that we've both been watching, uh, Modoc. Yes. That gets better with every episode, doesn't it? 
It really does. I Do you know, I was thinking about it, uh, I was watching it, and I was just like, this is literally the only way they could have done this villain. Mm-hmm. It's literally the only way. You can't yeah. squeeze him into the MC, the, the actual cinematic universe. Yeah. It, it, like, it, it would have just... I, with not without ch- vastly changing the character, yeah. vastly no, but it changing. has to be a comedy with that character. Yeah, it has to exactly. be a comedy. And it's I love I love the time travel one. That was loads of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the I love this recent episode of the the daughter. I loved and, that. No, oh no, have you not watched the even more recent episode? Oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I'm getting mixed, episodes mixed up again. What was the recent episode again? The most recent episode was him uh, starting the heist with the street level yes, villains. Yes, the heist is amazing. Yeah, the heist is really good, mm-hmm. and he, he eventually just becoming friends at the end yeah. of it was just so lovely. It and was then that just re- that moment of heart at the end because it's mm. it's a sad ending that episode. It's a mm. very sad ending. Predictable. Oh my god, on the beach. Yeah, oh my but predictable. God. We knew that was coming. They were setting oh, yeah, that yeah. up from the from the moment like you see that guy coughing up blood. Yeah. But 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 it's delivered splendidly. Yes. I don't yes. know why I chose that word specifically, but I used the word splendidly. I'm a dick. Oh, mate, you are just the worst. <laughs> <sighs> but yes, it was it was yeah. wonderful. I loved it. I loved it. So yeah, great shout. It's 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 perfect as it is. Yeah, it it, it is. And I think for me, the obvious standout character is uh, the um, uh, adaptoid. Yes, he's great. Oh my god, he's great. They stole me. <laughs> he's great. And also, I mean. The kid, I'm forgetting his his name, uh, but Ben Schwartz is is stealing it as well. Like he's mm-hmm. basically John Ralphio, but Modoc's son. Yeah, ab- I it's, mean uh, it's the same character virtually. Let's be honest, ninety nine percent of Ben Schwartz's uh, characters are John Ralphio. <laughs> <laughs> he's I've the only worst. Seen, I, I I think I've only seen maybe one or two movies or things where it's like, oh, this is good. He's got acting range. <laughs> the rest of it, you know, no, he's got no range whatsoever. He's just the worst. And the other thing that with Modoc that I just got confused, I thought Melissa Fumero was cast as his wife, mm. but it turns out it's the daughter. No. Yeah. Uh, and uh, especially, are they using her mouth? Because that looks like her mouth when they do the animation. Uh, certain characters have yeah, like, yeah, yeah. proper, proper lips. And it's like, what is that actually? No. <laughs> I'm going to watch it back again, but you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. It's, yeah, I'm it's enjoying a, it's it. It's a great series. Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's very fun. Uh, I've watched, so I've watched Modoc, and the mm-hmm. only other thing that I've watched, well, okay, I'll, I'll have two other things. I'll just throw this in very go quickly. On, go on. So first thing I have been watching is Bad Batch. Been continuing that. If you're a fan of, um, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, this is just continuing the Clone Wars, and it's great. It's really, really good. You know, you're seeing. As they're expanding, this is like logical expansion of the Empire and the Star Wars universe more so than the sequels, mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah. Um, it's adding okay. more depth to the Empire and more depth to uh, the Rebellion and the roots of the, why the Rebellion existed and where it existed and so on and so forth. It just feels like a much richer universe than the sequels have, have ever given us. Um, and one of the things I love is in this recent episode, uh, a beloved character from Clone Wars and who also appeared in uh, Rebels Returns. 
So, Ooh. yeah, I'm not going to say much more. No, no, don't spoil but it. But it, it, it's a vital <coughs> episode. This episode answers a question that needed to be answered, needed to be done, which is great. So I'm glad it did it. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. It was a really good episode. So, yeah. Nice. Um, nice. The... Yeah, yeah, very nice. Mm. Now, the only other thing I watched is I've re I've started re-watching something. Oh, I know what it is. I think I saw your tweet on this. I started re-watching something in anticipation of season two coming yeah, out in Yeah, I know July. exactly what this is. I saw your tweet. Uh, I read your tweet. I started re-watching Ted Lasso. Aww. And like, this is my second watch through of Ted Lasso. It's better. <laughs> it's better on a rewatch. Like watching it the second time around, you're just like, I'm noticing little things that I never noticed before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, little, just, just little things. And then just see, knowing where the characters end up, everything's a little bit more satisfying. Yeah. And like, just noticing little setups, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And, and sort of more understanding towards certain characters as well. Like Rebecca, you start realizing that she's not like from the very beginning, you're like, she's not a bad person she's a good person doing bad things yeah okay you know mm-hmm. things like that um you know ted lasso like everyone needs to be more like ted lasso absolutely like it's just it's such a wonderful show and i think like one of the best things about this show um is that almost every scene is a standout scene mm-hmm. you're watching yes. it going where can it go next that's better than the last scene? Okay, they're doing this now. Yeah. Oh, oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's such a wonderful show and it's all about people being nice to each other. Yeah, and winning, or learning and, to be nice to each other. Or learning other. to be yeah. nice to each other. And winning, and a nice person winning over all these people by being nice. Yeah. Like, just that quote from the first episode, which sticks for you. If you think, he, you think he's mad now, wait till we win him over. Yeah. And that just, that's the whole show. I love it. So yeah, yeah Ted it's Lasso. Great. It's great. It's, his performance, uh, like, it's, look, you can laugh and laugh and laugh and think he's wonderful when he's doing the, I'm so, like, happy and joyful mm. and everything's, you know, everything's brilliant. But when you do see behind the scenes on him and, you know, that peak behind the curtain and he's a broken, broken man. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. His it, it, performance it, is stellar. The the episode, the, uh, you know, I've just watched uh, the episode where he's signing the divorce papers and yeah. then he has the panic attack in the karaoke bar. Mm-hmm. Um, Ellie Taylor in that episode, by the way, brilliant. Yes. Uh, she's awesome. Uh, and it's such a wonder, like his rate, he's so good to have this such a positive character to then go to those depths. And then in the next episode, what's, what is wonderful about this show as well is the Diamond Dogs. Yeah. That he has, and also his relationship with Coach Beard as well, where Mm. he has a group of men that he can gather to talk about feelings and relationships. Yeah. It's wonderful. It's wonderful. Mm. And not in a, oh, laddie culture way that you'd expect from a football team, Mm. but in a respectful way that talks about discusses feelings more Mm. than anything else it's it's basically bill lawrence is prolific 
like yeah. in 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 because like especially when it comes to male relationships because if you you know his oh, yeah, other yeah. most successful show um being scrubs and the, what he did for uh, male friendships with that show and also i mean spin city that had a lot of uh, healthy male friendships in there as well and he mm. worked on that um so he 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 knows how to get to that nitty gritty and it's he's just wonderful it's just he, yeah. he knows what he's doing that guy cool yeah so no uh if you haven't watched it yet watch it uh season two's out soon so i'm looking forward to that but let's do it let's talk about the big one yes loki of asgard and i'm burdened with glorious purpose do you know what one of my favorite tweets was this week was someone with a picture it was a picture of loki but also and he he had like a golden porpoise and it's like and i'm burdened with glorious porpoise <laughs> best tweet tweet of the week definitely oh, it's, it's it's nice to know that you laugh at other people's jokes <laughs> oh, i laugh at my own as well it's fine at least someone does <laughs> Uh, anyway. I'm too scared to get out there and test it out. <laughs> yeah. How did we feel? I loved it. I loved it. Though it borrows heavily from a lot of things that already exist. Um, it definitely borrows from like Legends of Tomorrow. Like the, 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 but at the same time, it, it, in that sort of setting, the time travel and or there's but like a, an organized... Technically- Every love story borrow from Romeo and Juliet. Oh no, I'm I'm not I'm not. This isn't this isn't like a savage criticism. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. you notice like there's in the, in some of the later seasons of Legends of Tomorrow, there's like a time organization that appears through magic doors that light light up in the middle, and you, someone just walks out and all of that sort of stuff. And th- they even use a word that is um, uh, anachronism. They use that word. They say, uh, they say, oh, it's not anachronistic. And you're just like, oh, that's basically what they were using in Legends of Tomorrow. So it's little things like that. And I'm not saying that that makes it bad. I'm just saying it's noticeable. Uh, so so that's, that's, it doesn't bother me, but it's yeah. just like, it's an observation. I can't help I mean, I guess having never that. seen Legends of Tomorrow, like only ever seen a few episodes of Legends of yeah, Tomorrow, yeah, yeah. I don't know it. But the TVA for me was always Fantastic Four comics from the 80s. So um, yeah. it's yeah. very Doctor Who. Yes. It's very Doctor Who in the best possible way. Yes. And And it makes you go, how good would Tom Hiddleston be as the Doctor? <laughs> He'd be so good. I mean, he's too big for it now, but still. Oh, yeah, yeah. He you would know, be, hopefully... gone. You know, when he's reaching retirement age. Yeah, no, that's what I was exactly about yeah. to say that. Maybe, like, in 20 years' time, if Doctor Who's still going and he's in his 60s, great, he'll be perfect for it. But no, it's good. I I, I really enjoyed it um, yeah. a lot. Uh, I there's, there's not, not not much not to enjoy about it. Mm. Uh, the episode I described the first episode as slow, and um, someone was like, "I didn't think it was slow," and I went, "It is. It is because they're taking their time to set up the world, and they do a lot in that world to mm. set it up. But it is, it's very slow to set it up. They take their time. Is what I mean when it's slow. They take their mm. time to go. This is the world." This is where we're at now. It doesn't just suddenly go, Loki's back to normal. It takes the entire episode for us to get a version of Loki back. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. It's, it's still not the same Loki that we knew before, but it was a version of Loki that is close to the version that died. So are we going to talk 
some details here? Um, we can do. Let's. So, warning for some listeners, there are some details. If you want to go in completely fresh and you haven't watched it yet. I mean, if they breeze past the spoiler alert that I put in the intro these days. Fantastic. This, well, there this is, is on you. This yeah. is on you. But also, if you want to watch it, you know, it's by the time this podcast comes out, like, it, 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 you, you know, you've had a, an almost a week to watch yeah. it. So yeah. come on. Yeah. yeah. Um, what I would say is what was nice was when he's sitting there watching his unplayed out future like his unlived future and mm. he's seeing, you know, what he accidentally did to his mum yeah. and him finally bonding and, you know, making amends with yeah. Thor. Um, and I mean, very convenient that the TVA seemed to have a subscription to Disney plus that was handy, uh, for, for that to happen. But I don't uh, think it's handy, mate. Disney <laughs> own the TVA. <laughs> true. Very true. They've got connections, yeah. but, um, you essentially, Loki manages to go through all of the character development of all of those films in the space of those, yeah. sh you know, short minutes. And yeah. he's, he basically, for all intents and purposes, he is that Loki now. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's not just the, that bit, the, 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 the hologram, uh, film reel, by the way, which is amazing. Yeah, the hologram great. film it's reel. Yeah, yeah. It's love it. Love it. But it's not just that, which causes him to, to jumpstart to, uh, to get back to who he was. Mm. Um, it's also the realization that he's nothing. Like he, like the, mm. that little conversation where he, he threatens to gut the, the clerk that like a fish brilliant. and he doesn't know what a fish is, but then he opens up and he goes, yeah, we've, these get used as paperweights and it's infinity stones. Yeah. And there's loads of them. Yeah. Like he doesn't matter and nothing that he's done actually, all yeah. this, his plans don't matter because time is a bigger thing. Like preserving yeah. the timeline is a bigger thing. And I think that combined, like that, that drags his ego down because, mm. you know, don't forget 2012's Loki is an egomaniac. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. That, that was the thing that, that sort of, um, that I found interesting was when he's going like, yes, I remember when they show him the clip of the, the yeah. final moments of Avengers and he goes, yes, I remember. It's like, of course you remember to you. That was about an hour and a half ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the point is, is he's still that egomaniac. He's Ooh. still that. And I think he definitely watches the first clip, sees his mother die, feels, feels guilty about it. Mm -hmm. Yes, but he still tries to escape, which results in him going to see these infinity stones and actually realize the thing that he's been chasing, the, the Tesseract and the infinity stones and all this thing. Yep. They're irrelevant. And that brings his ego down. It's suddenly like, I'm irrelevant. And then he goes back and he watches the things and that's when he sees his death. And he sees, if if he didn't have that moment of realising how irrelevant everything was, he he'd wouldn't... He'd still be trying to escape, yeah. Yeah, I, he'd still be trying to escape. So I think it actually, it was more than just the tapes. And I think it was really, really well done. Also, so that aside, did you notice some of the background characters how amazing were they very good did you spot the scroll well there's the scroll but did you also spot the agent cameo? carter yes do you think that was agent carter i don't know i mean the the, the period it was the it was definitely the period dress for yeah. uh first avenger uh yes. agent carter yes so not if it was it's definitely not Peggy Carter of um, Endgame. It's no. not that one. 
Do you think that she's there as a result of Cap returning the stones? Maybe no, there's a few. No, 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 no. No, I don't. I don't think it's anything to do with that because. Um, as they say in the TVA, if it was meant to happen, they leave it alone. It's only when... No, no, but I mean that something went wrong while he was returning the stones. No, because uh, the, the only time... Th- no, because uh, there was only one timeline that wasn't reso- re- uh, resolved back to normal, and that was the, in- the initial 2012 one, which is where we've got this Loki yes. from. Yeah. So, no, I don't think there's any... Because like, the, the Tesseract that he returned was back to the 70s. Yes, and they didn't actually take anything from that time period before that. That was the earliest they went back. No. Yes, that's the earliest they went back to was the 70s. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? That was... Yeah. And, but that was one of the unplanned ones. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So that's the earliest they ever went back to. So this, again, all of this plays into the multiverse of madness Yes, they even use that word, madness, when they said and yeah. the timelines could evolve into madness. And you're like, oh, well, there's it. Even, yeah. the, even the way the writing was set out looked like the Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of yeah. Madness logo. So what I'm <laughs> saying is that if it was Agent Carter, if it was, and I'm saying this is a massive if, this is our yeah. early sodium story. <laughs> <laughs> our own if, one. If it was Agent Carter, this is a timeline where things are off Mm -hmm. she's done something to alter time she's done something with the tesseract that wasn't supposed to be done something like that intentionally or accidentally but that's the question so that that would be the question it may not be her it may look think about one division one division was so good at setting up all these little things um Remember when it, remember when we were having this massive talk about whether it was Galactus or Mephisto? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Because, because of a cartoon. Yeah, yeah. And it turned out to be neither. Yeah. It just turned out to be a little thing for us to get excited about and try and talk yeah. about what that is. And also, yeah. like, yeah, just to, 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 um, just to get us talking. Yeah. Is it yeah. Just to get the conversation going. So the point is... Um, I'm not going to get, I'm going to try and not get drawn in like I did with WandaVision <laughs> and overthink things too much. But I'm going to admire the little things that I see. The scroll. I'm re- we're starting to see more and more scroll. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Secret Wars, re- the TV series is coming. Exactly. Secret, yeah, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion so, even, yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. Um, I'm just looking forward to seeing some more Ben Mendelsohn. Yes. Oh, he's so good. Is it Talos? He's, yeah. yeah, he's, he's great. so, so good. Uh, so, so good. Highlight of um, a Captain Marvel for me. Definitely. Definitely. Like, 100%. I mean, I love Captain Marvel, first of all, but he was yeah. just a highlight of it. Yeah, he, he, no, he was the best thing in it. Um, um, so what, what do you think, though, the rest of the series will be? Because they're talking about that he's hunting Loki. Now, do you think that he's going to be every episode? Because there's only six episodes. Now, so first of all, we yeah. know that the only direct comic that I've seen in the... Um, this is, so this is an interesting series. Falcon and Winter Soldier was very much based off some... They, they even said, you know, what comics these is all based off. One Division was very much based off House of M yeah. um, and some stuff like that. Loki doesn't seem to be based off anything apart from Vote Loki. Uh, seems to make an appearance um, uh, according to comics but there's no because the TVA have heavily been involved with like, the, the biggest storylines the TVA have been involved in were with the Fantastic Four and with She-Hulk 
Uh, actually mm. not much to do with Loki. So it's interesting that they paired them up. So it's quite interesting going into this sort of, I don't know where this is going to go. Now, there was a detail, obviously, uh, that I picked up on. Um, it was Loki's details. Mm-hmm. Yes. And one of them was gender fluid. Yes. Now, some people will go, well, that he's gender fluid. That means he identifies as whatever. I say, actually, I think it's more than that. I think it's, it's fluid in terms of every iteration, every, um, ver- every ver- uh, variation. Mm. You know, it could be male or female or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gender it could be. Um, and he's a shapeshifter. And he's a shapeshifter. I think... And so this is going into the comics. I think the big bad in this is going to be Lady Loki. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Or at least, I at least think she's going to be one of, like, I think there might be more than one Loki variant that he's going to have to face off with. Hmm. And it's sort of that thing of like him, uh, this big metaphor of him truly figuring out who he is and like confronting, you know, his his devious side, his his joyful side, his depressed side. He's going to deal with... Maybe this is just, you know, some speculation, but he could be dealing with lots of different variations, which will be a representation of his psyche. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, And just last point before we move on, because obviously very aware of time and stuff like Mm. that. Um, One thing to think about as well. Yeah. This Loki variant is supposed to die. Yes. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens at the end of all of this that he does gets put back yeah does he get put back and die does he become an agent of tva i think that or part of me thinks and this is this is this is throwing it out there they're also throwing out that the big bad of this series are the timekeepers mm-hmm Mm-hmm. What if he overthrew the timekeepers and he becomes the timekeeper? Well, we will see. The other option as well is that he is replaced by Matt Damon. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'd, like, I'd like that. Just putting up, you know, Matt Damon was the OG Loki, so... I would like them to do, like, uh, then do a montage of all of the scenes, like like watching the hologram scene uh, of Loki going through his life, but it's Matt Damon in all those scenes. Yep. So we see yep. Thanos snap Matt and, Damon's neck and, and, and all and of that. Just for, just for random, just have one scene of Matt Damon outside a church speaking to Alanis Morissette. <laughs> just for the hell of it. Why not? That would be great. I yeah. mean, even if they just had Tom Hiddleston's Loki listening to Alanis Morissette at one point, that would be a <laughs> wonderful, like, deep cut Oh, Easter I mean, egg. that would be like, to get that, you have to connect so many dots. You have to be a specific fan of a specific movie mm. and, and understand that reference. Uh, so, yeah. I reckon there's but, more of us out there that would get that. I think, I think, I think, I that, think, I think yeah. yeah. You might be right. You yeah. might be right. And also, it, it would probably make Kevin Smith cry regardless. <laughs> Anyway, uh, moving on. What mm. have you been playing? I mean, the usual God of War. The usual mm-hmm. God of War. I did a bad thing though uh, in in this God of War. Uh, I was I was <laughs> in this playthrough, the my most most recent playthrough. There's a moment in the game where there's like a, a, a timed bit, but I didn't realize how timed it was, and I was like, oh, I've got to push buttons. Let me put my beer down. Oh, I missed it. 
and and, and I died <laughs> just because I was trying to put my beer down. It's like, oh, fuck. So I, I did this on stream. So I was like, oh, well, um, someone clipped that as well. Thanks, mate. Um, so, so the bit comes again, but it gives you the option to skip. But I thought it meant it would skip to the point where I had to do the timed move. Instead, it skipped virtually an entire cutscene. So for my viewers, I went, well, um, so this is what just happened and that you've just missed because I got impatient. Uh, I'm so sorry. Do you know what's beautiful? What? At some point, that clip will appear on my stream as well now. Yeah, it will, yeah. <laughs> it will. Thanks for that. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, no, we just did the most, um, the, 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 the biggest emotional moment in the game, whereas like your son's sick uh, and you have to travel all the way home because um, you've been sent that you've got to go to, 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 to hell to uh, get get the, the heart of the bridge keeper. But your frost axe won't do anything because it's all super cold there. So your frost axe will do nothing. So uh, I, don't, I, I don't have a huge vocabulary, like super cold will have to do. Uh, so... Rick can't hold it in right now. <laughs> it's just the writing is so imaginative. It is. It truly is. It truly. I've been at work all day. I'm so tired and it's hot. Um, so what you have to do is travel back to your house and pick up the fucking Blades of Chaos that you started the very first God of War game with. So you get your old weapons back. Uh, and it's just, it's just wonderful. It's just wonderful. Uh, so that's been fun. So God of War has been great. Uh, and then, uh, I completed Injustice 2 mm -hmm. this time. It's great, um, isn't it? It's great. Um, but the problem is throughout the game, there are moments where you go, where the game says to you, do you want to play as, as this character or as this character? Yeah. Yes. As Green Arrow or Black Canary. Do you want to play as Blue Beetle or Firestorm? Do you want to play as Catwoman or Cyborg? Do you want to play as Batman or Superman? It gives you all of this stuff. You can only complete the full game once you have completed every fight with every single character. So you have to do multiple playthroughs. The problem is, I have no idea how to work out which characters I've already played with or not. I just forget. It's infuriating. So I will have to like sit down and play this game probably another three or four times just to get the ending. Oh, dude. Ugh. But otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, it's a great game. And yeah. it, despite the fact that, that when you don't do all of those fights, it's still fairly satisfying the ending. Because, I mean, that Good. final fight with Brainiac, he's a dick, man. He's a fucking he dick. He is. It really is tough. Those really giant tough. tentacles that just are so uh, cheap and just kill you in like two hits and then that's it. Yeah. You're like, oh, fuck you, man. I just didn't realise DC were into hentai that much. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all, though? No. <laughs> uh, Hashtag no hentai. <laughs> But do watch, there's a great film called Urutsukodoji, Legend of the Overfiend. And uh, I, I, I liked it because at the time I was a, uh, I was a solo musician who went under the name The Fiend. Um, and I know, I know, I know, I fancied myself. How old my, were you? Oh, like 18. 
There you go. Yeah, there no, I, you I, go. I fancied myself as like this. I wanted to be the British Trent Reznor, and I, I so like I, I wanted a name like Nine Inch Nails, but that was taken. So uh, I was in a band called Fiend. That band broke up, so I became the Fiend. Uh, so so it's a part of my life that I don't like to talk about, apart from on a podcast with multiple listeners. But anyway. <laughs> But anyway, uh, anyway, so I watched this film, Oretsuka Doji, Legend of the Overfiend, and there is a pretty savage tentacle scene in that, and um, I, I, I don't recommend it. You can skip that one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Skip that one. Anyway, what games have you been playing? Um, so I've been continuing uh, Fallout New Vegas. Love it. Just get to, exp- like, oh, you know what? It's wandering the wastelands. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite, there's something quite relaxing about it and then just occasionally going right take these guys out oh got no ammunition (laughs) Uh, well it's like oh no you can't run you're carrying too much yeah i like i I like how realistic it is in that sense you know i have to craft stuff and stuff like that um it's it's not at all like no man's sky where i have to hunt for sodium all the time Um, but i like it it's a good game the story is doing enough to keep me in right now. I'm quite interested mm. to see where it goes. Uh, it's, it, again, I'm a fan of the Fallout series. It's quite interesting, this point of view that we've been given, where it's you're not a vault dweller. You're not someone who's, survived, you know, you're not, you've not survived in the vaults and mm. come out to the world and gone, oh my God, you're already part of the world and you're just, you're just you know, wandering around. And I kind of, I kind of like that. So uh, mystery's already heating up. What the hell is this robot following me around for? Okay. That's quite that's quite cool. So yeah, I mean I'm I'm enjoying that Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. What about though that um that picture that someone posted in your Discord? That's hilarious. Oh my god. I I, I couldn't get over it. That is hilarious. It. Yeah, it's like it's like someone went from the someone watched Silent Hill and went, you know the pyramid head. <laughs> I've got train head. <laughs> so what is the, the story is, is that the, the train line didn't work. So the story is this, yeah. Fallout has a notoriously bad game engine and mm. it's a notoriously great game. It's a great game with a great yeah. story with a notoriously bad game engine. And one of the things that the game engine didn't have was a way to make this tram move over tracks. So what they did... And this is this is this is insane. Like it's not that it's not that the tram is someone's head, and the play the the end. Like, so the the rumor was that they got an NPC to attached the tram to the NPC's head, and the NPC would walk back and forth underneath the yeah, yeah. tram to make mm-hmm. it move back and forth. No, no, it's more fucked up than that. <laughs> How could it be more fucked up than that? So you enter the tram, the character, your character enters the tram. Oh, the strain on his neck. Right. And the tram's not on your head. The tram becomes your right hand. Okay. So the tram becomes your right hand and it triggers an animation of you moving forward, but rather than you moving forward, you because you're right because the tram because the tram is now part of you, the whole tram and you move forward. <laughs> I mean, it's a creative solution. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to. I'm glad I don't work in game design. Same here. Same here. So I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying Fallout. I'm enjoying Fallout. Uh, other thing I've been playing is I um I tried to play GTA. Right. The tried first, being the, uh, the the key the word here. The first GTA, 1997 GTA. Right now, uh, my memories of this game are this. Right, uh, it was the last time I had I owned my own Windows computer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I my what, my dad bought me a laptop back in the day. It was a Pentium one three three. It had like sixty four megs of RAM or something stupidly low like that. I think it might actually, I can't remember. It was stupidly low. It had a floppy disk drive, right, that you could pop a button on the bottom of the, the laptop. It would slide out and you could replace it with a CD-ROM drive. Nice. Fancy. Yeah, really fancy. fancy. So I used to have the CD-ROM drive in mostly because I'd play GTA a lot. I'd play GTA a lot, right? Loved the game. It had 3D graphics, which, you know, they were brilliant, you know, at the time. It was, you were a criminal, and so you were just running around shooting and killing everybody. You you got, uh, the words Garanga would appear on the screen when you ran over all the monks. It was gloriously violent and vile and fun. And that's what I remember of it. So I played it, and my God, does this game suck. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally terrible. Um, mm-hmm. Like... It has not aged well at all. It's not that fun. But the worst, the, the reason it's not fun is the way the camera moves. There is a lot of unnecessary motion, which, because it's a top-down view, but there's a lot of unnecessary, they do this sort of bouncing thing. where Shaky it's like, cam. Yeah. And it's too much. And it actually makes it quite nauseating to play the game. Like, Interesting. Okay. I got quite a lot of motion sickness playing the game. And I was playing it on the stream as well. And a lot of people were like, I'm getting motion sick watching this game. So it is, it has not aged well. Um, it's interesting to play. And I think like, if you, if you think about what games were like in 97, you, uh, you can see, you know, why, why it's great. And more importantly, seeing where GTA has ended up is incredible oh yeah you know but my god that first gta game has not aged well and is not good and it was kind of disappointing ah well it's it's the same when i played force unleashed and i was like i loved this game i loved this game playing it again i was like oh yeah oh no now there is one last thing i just want to very quickly talk about in terms of gaming because i'm very very excited because i didn't didn't play a game okay I watched a trailer for a game. Okay. And got very, very excited. Okay. I, I did the same. So maybe let's compare notes. What did you see? I saw the trailer for Jurassic World Evolution 2. I saw that too. That's not the one I wanted to talk about, but tell me tell me what you thought. So it's very interesting. They're definitely taking off after... So it's based on the events after Dominion. So there's dinosaurs all over the planet now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be interested to see what you do with that, you know? Yeah. It's, 
at that point, is it about creating parks? I don't, I, I don't quite understand what they're going to do with it. So it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see because the thing about Jurassic World uh, Evolution that was great was you're on the islands, you're building Jurassic parks on different islands, and I enjoyed Ooh. that. So it'll be interesting to see because Isla Sorna is the one where you go and there's already dinosaurs loose, and you've got to try and tame the island, so yeah. to speak. So it'll be interesting to see because it seems like you're basically doing that all the time. Now, the, what the, the, the that trailer, what it also showed was at the end, it showed the Megalodon. Mm. Um, is I, I haven't got that far. I haven't played uh, Evolution no. in a while. Um, so you can't do any water-based creatures. I know that I remember. Uh, I, I haven't played it in a while either, actually, but I didn't see it as an option. So there yeah. was no wa- water-based attraction. So that seems to be like a, a new thing is we're now including water yeah. creatures. Which, again, yeah, they're obviously trying to make the world bigger. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see. Listen, I'll be honest, they can take my money now. Yeah, I'm going to okay, buy it. Fair enough. I'm going to play the hell out of it. Take my money. Okay. Cool. So, yeah. Cool. What was your game? Uh, I saw a trailer for uh, Evil Dead, the game. As a new ah, Evil yes. Dead game. And it was cool. I mean, the, the, the trailer was like Bruce Campbell narrating and uh, you see his likeness and the characters from... Not only... You see the char- two of the characters uh, from... Uh, so you see Miguel and um, uh, Kelly, uh, who are the two characters that he has in uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead. But you also see um, Henry, uh, King Henry from Army of Darkness. He's, no, he's in there as yeah. well. Uh, you play... The, the thing is, it looks great. The fighting looks great. The combat looks great. Everything looks great, apart from the fact that it seems to be a Dead by Daylight ripoff. Right. Where you're at the cabin and you uh, run around killing deadites, but you can also choose to be the deadites and fight back. So I feel that it's like you can be player versus player, and I'm just like, I just want a really good story with Bruce Campbell in the game. I just, yeah, well, I just I, want I, that. Why does everything have to be like Battle Royale? Yeah, so it was disappointing. It looks great, but the concept is disappointing to me. So maybe maybe that's just a multiplayer part of the game. I really hope it's just a multiplayer part of the game. I hope that's not the crux of the full game. Yeah. But that's cool. that's all that's my that's my thoughts on that trailer. Excellent. Excellent. Now, would you like to be confused? With seasoning. Confuse me. Okay. Is this, is, is this going to be like my, I can't even remember what it's called, but this Mexican season that I have that's chili and lime. Ooh, that sounds lovely. I mean, it's that's amazing. Well, whatever you feel when you eat that, it's the opposite of how this will make you feel. Let's play the music. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory. When we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. Uh, okay, go you, on and hit me. You, you ready for this headline? You ready for this yeah. headline? I mean, well, I don't think I'm ever ready, but okay. I mean, it involves it involves one of your favourite people. Well, no, I wouldn't say they're a favourite person of yours. In fact, no, they're probably it probably involves two of your least favourite people. <laughs> I'm going to guess. Wait, let me guess my two. two. Daniel Richtman, either Daniel Richtman, Zack Snyder, 
James Cameron or Matt Blair. I mean, oh, um, <laughs> you got one of those names correct. Matt Blair. Okay. <laughs> yes, because I'm reading it. Uh, so here's the headline. I can tell you it's got a picture of Darkseid in the picture. Here is the picture. Here is the headline. Some Warner Brothers executives reportedly want J.J. Abrams to erase the Snyderverse. I told you you'd be confused. Rick looks like a dog who's farted for the first time and doesn't know where it's come from. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sounding like a dog who's farted for the first time and doesn't know where it's come from. <laughs> What in the actual fuck? Right, where does this story come from? This is We Got This Covered. Or of course it is. Uh, and and I, like, I do like the opening sentence because it's something we can all relate to, which is, one day, all of the talk surrounding the future of the Snyderverse will eventually subside. Oh my God, please. <laughs> but given that it's been almost but- three months since Justice League <sighs> premiered, there's still a new rumour em- emanating on an almost daily basis. We won't be reaching that point for some time to come. Uh, The latest hails from Reddit. So do with that information what you will, and it offers several members... Put it in the bin and set it on fire. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Members of the Warner Brothers... And send that bin into space with Jeff Bezos. Blow it up. No, because then Amazon would own the Snyderverse, and then that's a whole load of other problems. I, there was a sodium story that I did read uh, a few weeks ago, but I didn't put it in. But it was uh, that uh, there was talks that Disney may buy the DC universe. Um, could you imagine? Could you imagine? Uh, anyway. Uh, several members of the Warner Brothers boardroom want J.J. Abrams to erase the Snyderverse from existence. That's the extent of the information made available. But looking you at the can't current- erase it from existence. <laughs> it's you, you can't. You, you just. You just. You can't do that. This is like this. Those goddamn toxic Star Wars fans going. Yeah. Oh, we should erase the sequels. Listen, I've got my problems with the sequels. I don't think we should erase them. We can't erase them. Like, they exist now. Own your shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just go, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. Well, no, they they don't even need to do that. They just make new movies that have nothing to do with the old ones. For example, for example, here's a fantastic example of just going, yep, we made a mistake, forget about it. Inhumans. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Let's move on. Hey, tell you what, it still exists on Disney Plus if you want to see how bad we were. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I mean, that's it's still there. You can still watch it, but no one talks about it. No one cares about it. And J.J. Abrams, is that really the one you want to have come in and fix your universe? Because it worked out damn well for Star Wars, didn't it? He's, but he's coming, so, he's becoming so typecast. It's like, I'm going to come in and reinvent Star Trek. I'm going to come in and reinvent Star Wars. Now I'm being asked to, now he's being asked to reinvent Superman. And then in turn, the entire DC universe, because isn't it J.J. Abrams that's producing the potential black Superman film that's going to come out? Because I mean, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 
as a filmmaker, I have mixed feelings on J.J. Abrams because when he's good, he's really damn he's good. really fucking Really good. good. Mission yeah. Impossibles that he's done are some of the best Mission Super Impossibles. 8. I love Super 8. Super 8 is fantastic. I love uh, Star Trek 2009. I really love uh, that film. Yeah, it's decent. It's decent. It's not my favourite, but it's no. decent. Star Trek Beyond is my favourite and he he produced that. Yeah, true. He produced, he did uh, Cloverfield and then produced 10 Cloverfield Lane, which 10 Cloverfield Lane absolutely phenomenal film it is it is really is yeah so he, he he's got his hands on like i feel like he is a mod i do feel like he's a modern day spielberg in that when he's good he's one of the best and then mm-hmm. he's also got his hands on some stuff that is good as well and he's got his hands on it in terms of the background he's producing but i also worry i also feel like he's not a modern day spielberg is that when he's bad he's rise of skywalker yeah like what, what's what's Spielberg when he's bad? War of the, the Worlds, Terminal. I guess. Terminal, Terminal, I liked. Terminal's amazing. I like the Terminal. Okay, we're, I think terminal. we're we're in the minority in that, but but I like the Terminal. That's it's what I'm sweet. saying though. Like we're in a minority. I love it. I think it's a great film, but a lot of people think it's boring or whatever. Yeah. I think it's great. Um, maybe yeah. No, War of the Worlds is great. I don't like it. I like it. I think it's really good. I don't like it. I preferred the scary movie ripoff of it. <laughs> scary movie four. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> but anyway, JJ Abrams. I'm now thinking about what is Spielberg. Do you know what? You, Spielberg you, you, is worse. You, you Spielberg talk, you is talk. worse. Uh, is worse. No, no, no. Keep talking. Just say what you were going to say next. And I will, I'm going to, um, I can't even remember out. what I was going to say next. Well, no, JJ Abrams, right. It's, I just don't think he has, I think after what's happened with rise of Skywalker, it's that constant thing of Hollywood allowing people to fail upwards. Mm. And, mm. and and it's like the same Zack with... Like Zack Snyder. Like, well, Zack Snyder, sure, f- fair enough. But also the person who wrote... Do you know the person who wrote Zack Snyder's Justice League is the same person who wrote Rise of Skywalker? It was Chris yeah. Terrio. And he is someone who is constantly allowed to fail upwards. Now, J.J. Yes. Abrams, sure, he's done enough good stuff that if he makes a bad film, it's like just a misfire. And that's fine. But I, I, I'd like to see J.J. Abrams go back into doing some original stuff because I think he needs to walk away from existing IP. Franchises, yep, absolutely. Um Incidentally, I've just gone... The only one I could think of is Rotten, Toma- Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Yeah, I know okay. it's not perfect. I know it's not no. perfect. I know it's not perfect. But no. the worst rated Spielberg film on there sits at... You ready for this? Mm-hmm. 29%. Okay. 29%. That's low. It's not... It's low. It's not as low as some other movies. It's not... It's still rotten though, isn't it? Okay. Do you want to know what that movie is? Mm-hmm. Hook... Really? So, when Spielberg is at his worst, he's Hook. I have a soft spot for Hook. I don't have a soft spot for Hook. I fucking love Hook. <laughs> Hook's an amazing film. It's, yeah. I wouldn't, no, no, I wouldn't say amazing. I wouldn't say amazing. I would. But I'd say, I'd say it's... it's I'd say it's, Bangarang. It's, <laughs> Rufio. <laughs> Mate, who do you think? Look at my hair. Who do you think I base <laughs> my entire look of? The Filipino leader of the Lost Boys. 
<laughs> That's your next cosplay. If you are not at Halloween dressed as Rufio, <laughs> then then you have you have lived your life very wrong, my friend. Yes. I'd like you to do a 12-hour stream in character as Rufio. Oh, my God. (laughs) That's who you should be dressed as when you do your run. Salt, salt, how much do you need? Salt, salt, just a pitch for me. Sodium chloride in my inventory where we're reading the news and it's a sodium story. Uh, (laughs) You know that Bill Hicks line where he comes across like fundamentalist Christians um, and he tries to argue about dinosaur bones, you know. Yes. And he goes, the the fundamentalist Christian will turn around and say, dinosaur bones, God put them there to test our faith. (laughs) And Bill Hicks responds with, I think God put you here to test my faith. (laughs) That's how I feel about we got this covered. (laughs) <laughs> and Zack Snyder and oh god <laughs> I would love I, I, I truly as I, I think I said this last week I truly want you to host a panel at a comic con and it's Zack Snyder Ridley Scott James Cameron uh, <laughs> could you even imagine I just want it I want it could I want you, it so much could you even imagine shall we do something a little bit happier Let's do something happy. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, let's do just let's do a fantastic five. Let's do it. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic five. So Ooh. this is the one. That you panicked last week going, yes. oh, we, we don't have a Fantastic Five sorted. This is the one we should do if we don't have one sorted. And I went, dude, we, 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 got, one. we got one sorted. And because you were slow, I've managed to get all the best ones. But yeah. you, you did pick some damn good ones last week. Thank you very much. You I did. Really you did. But, Matt, do you want to explain what this week's Fantastic Five is? I mean, it's quite simple, really. Movie or TV tie-in video games. Nice. So, and, and, and not entirely tie-in. They could just be set in that world and using the actors and imagery and all of that. It's, you know. We did, because we have done the other way. Yes. Yes, we have. We have done, which was really difficult. <laughs> that was, well, to find good ones, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was really, really difficult. So this is, this... Again, it's really difficult. No, it's not. It's actually this one. No. I, I, I came up really quick with this one. Uh, like my, my list, I was like, boom, got it. Uh, yeah. sh- shall, I, shall I go first? Yeah, you can go first. Go on. Okay, okay, here we go. Uh, number five. My, mm. num- my number five is something that I played. One of the first games I played on stream, actually. I streamed yeah. it back in the day. Um, it's Star Trek The Next Generation, A Final Unity. Oh, yes. Yeah. So this is, for those who don't know, this game is a point and click adventure game. That's all it is. Um, But it's the entire voice cast of Star Trek The Next Generation. And it is an episode. It's a very long episode, but it's an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation. You are in a full episode. And Was this before or after the first movie? This was um, after, I believe, actually. Okay. Um, it was definitely after the series ended. I think it might have been 95 it was made. Okay. So it was made quite late on. But it's it, it's great. If you're into point-and-click adventures, 
this has a full story, a full Star Trek story told very well. Um, because it's a computer game, they can go a little bit more out there in terms of the aliens and in terms of the settings and stuff like that. And in terms of what happens in it. But it's a lot of fun. And then there's e- there's even sequences where you can control the Enterprise in space battles and stuff like that. Yep. So not only do you have the point and click adventures of trying to solve a mystery like they would do in Star Trek, you've also got the chance to control the Enterprise and have spa- rud- rudimentary space battles, I will say. Because obviously <laughs> the graphics of 1995, uh, it, they're not fantastic. But they do a damn good job. They do a damn good job. Yeah. And I, I just think as as a game, it works. It works. And it mainly works because they really lean heavily on the storytelling. And that's what makes it work. And that's what always that's what always makes a Star Trek uh, game work. It's hard to find Star Trek games that are good because they try to do them as action-adventure games. And Star Trek isn't an action-adventure series. It, it, it was good. I'm surprised it's not higher on your list. Yeah. Oh, wait. Well, well, wait till you see what else is on my list, mate. <laughs> wait till you see what else. What else have you got? What have you got? Number five. Number five. Well, from 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 that to Star Wars, uh, this is a like this is a proper movie tie. This isn't like something set in the Star Wars universe or something like that. This this was Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. I found that this game was one of the best playthroughs of a film there's another one that's on my list that actually does a better job but this is superb like you get to play as anakin and obi-wan and 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 at the point in the film where they separate and you then do uh, obi-wan story you do anakin story and then it comes back together when you do the boss fight at the end when you're fighting anakin and it's 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 brilliant there's also an option in the game where you can do like Street Fighter stuff. So you can be just like Mace Windu versus Anakin or the Emperor versus such and such. It's 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 really a fun game with lots of options. The one problem I'd probably give this game is the game came out before Revenge of the Sith, the film came out. <laughs> and it really is just the film. Right. It even plays clips from the movie. It plays clips from the movie. It even does the big reveal of Darth Vader at the end of it. It's absolutely absurd that this came out before the film. To be fair, I don't think anyone was sitting in the cinema going, I wonder what happens to Anakin Skywalker at the end Well, of this. no, no, of course. <laughs> but like all of the twists, no, but all of the twists like uh, Anakin killing Mace Windu you do that in the game and then it plays the cu- the cutscene after that. It's a clip from the movie with Anakin going, what have I done? And him being dubbed as Vader and all of this. All of that, that's that's a big moment. Yeah. And it's yeah. in the game before you get to watch the film. So it's, it's, it's completely absurd that that happened. But it is, I think, one of the best. I'm sure if I played it now, it'd be like Force Unleashed and go, oh no, this is terrible. But I thought it was absolutely fantastic. And it's, a, it's, it's one of the best Star Wars games I've ever played. Just think about those 2005 graphics. 2004. 2004? 2004. Uh, no, I think you're 2005. 2005, right. yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was 99. It was every three years. Yeah. 99, 2002, 2005. Yeah, 2005 graphics. Yeah. Okay, good shout, though. Good shout. Yeah, thanks, yeah. man. Thanks. Yeah. It no. nearly was something else. Uh, it was nearly Batman Begins, but no. No dice. Cool. Revenge of the Sith. What's your number four? Well, let's stick in the Star Wars universe. No. Yeah, we're going to. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
It's a trap. See how quickly I rolled over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You'd be rubbish in war. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have no doubt of that. Yeah. Um, I'm such a comfort soldier. <laughs> I need my stemless wine glass. And, and, and for it not to be too hot. <laughs> Don't send me to war in the desert. Send me to war somewhere temperate. I'm telling you now, this is actually a chilled glass of red oh. wine right now. <laughs> Just the, you're just the worst. <laughs> and I love myself for it. Um, mine, my one from the Star Wars is a tie-in to a movie as well, but not quite directly a tie-in. Not as direct okay. a tie-in. Not as giving away the story tie-in as you. But my one ties into, and believe it or not, I can't believe I'm saying this. Both of our Star Wars suggestions come from the prequels. I know, right? <laughs> I know. Who, who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? You know, Neither we, of us chose. We could have picked squadrons. We could have picked uh, Fallen Order. Battlefront 2. Battlefront Battle, 2. Battlefront 2. We could have picked um, a Rogue Leader. Just to go back, you said Fallen Order. No, 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 no. no. That's not one of the best Star Wars games. We could have made. picked really Knight, Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Instead... Yeah. We I've gone prequels. with Star Wars Episode One's Pod Racer. Well, there you go. That's great. Because it's brilliant. Yeah. It's legitimately a brilliant racing game. It's actually really good. As a racing game, it's brilliant. It's, it's fast. It's fun. When you're playing it on an N64, you have to play it on N64 because you have all the controls mm. and stuff like that. Um, but all the things that you can do in terms, you can repair your engines while you're racing and so on, like stuff like that. It's so much fun to play. And they managed to get that fast feeling of pod racing. And look, episode one is not without its problems. I think we are looking back on episode one more fondly these days and actually going like, I've always thought to myself, do you know what? It's terrible, but at least he was trying to do something different, unlike just blatantly remaking Star Wars films to piss people off. Right? J.J. Abrams, I'm looking at you. All right. At least Phantom Menace tried to do something different, but Phantom Menace did also give us Duel of Fates yeah. and pod racing. Right? Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says. I love the pod racing sequence in, in episode yeah, one. It's, it's, I think it's, it's, it's a great fun. Race. I think it's fast. And to create an entire game on it is brilliant. And, and Greg Proops does the voice of the commentator in the game as well, doesn't he? He does. He does. You've got, it's, it's great. It's, it's just a great game. And it ties in. It's, it's a tie into obviously, the pod racing sequence in episode one. Mm-hmm. It's great. It, and it's a game from 1999... 2000 mm. it still plays great didn't you stream it i, I streamed I it st- yeah, and i was like yeah. i'm really enjoying this like i was really enjoying it still and i was like how am i enjoying this game from 2000 and i can't enjoy gta from 1997 because <laughs> it's essentially wipeout in star wars yeah that's that's kind of what it is it's brilliant it's brilliant. So that's that's my number. That's my number four. It's a good one. It's a good one. What's your like number four? It. My number four. Uh, I think I've talked about this game before. Uh, and <laughs> before. Fuck you, nemesis. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is it's South Park Stick of Truth. Mm. This was one of the first games Sell I played. Sell it to me, Matt. Sell it to me. 
Well, for a start, if you ever like the graphics, let's let's get into graphics because basically, Star Wars, not Star Wars, South Park. South Park is made on a computer now. It's not hand animated yeah, like right. it once was. It's done on a computer. It's made, made, basically done with Flash. Yeah, that's essentially how it's how it's made. R.I.P. So, yeah, R.I.P. But the uh, South Park Stick of Truth plays and looks like a South Park episode that you are in control of. Mm. And I find that amazing. Like when you go back and play like Simpsons or Family Guy, those sorts of games, there's you see the edges, you see the digital lines, you see that it's still not quite there. But South Park Stick of Truth was phenomenal in letting you believe that you're just playing a, a long form episode of South Park. And it's one of the, it's a, it's a video game that was made for video gamers. Now I'm not one who's ever been a real fan of turn-based combat. I loved playing South Park Stick of Truth. It's pretty much the only turn-based game I've actually enjoyed. And maybe that's to do with the script where there's great dialogue in the fights that you're doing. It might be to do with that. But it's a, an enjoyable, funny, engaging and immersive. You want to explore because if you're a fan of South Park, you want to go around the town and find all these little hidden Easter eggs. It's fucking great. Of course, it's puerile and South Park, which is like the lowest of lowbrow humour. If it's not for you, then it's not for you. But it is for me and I loved it. Excellent. The reason I asked you to sell it to me is because currently on CD keys, I can get it for like £6.29. I'll get it. It's funny. You're, if you like South Park, you will laugh your fucking ass off. I love South Park. Then then, then you're going to have a great time. Excellent. Good. You're going to have a great time. I, I really look forward to talking to you in depth about it. Nice. Nice. I look forward to playing so, it. So, yeah, that's my number four. Excellent. Good shout for number four. Love it. Well, you haven't played it yet. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> I'm being nice. You're going to love it, though. Okay, okay. Come on, tell me yours. My number three. You're number three. You're number three, come on. My number three is, I mean, we just spoke about it, Jurassic World Evolution. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's the Jurassic Park game I've always wanted to play. I've, like, I've played pretty much every Jurassic Park game right mm. and there's always like the ones where you have to kill all the dinosaurs or you know mm. I'm like I don't want to do that I just want to build my own Jurassic Park that's yeah. what I want to do and there has been there were attempts to make that because I was thinking that I'm surprised they hadn't made no, that game there were, sooner there, there were attempts but they were so limiting and they were so badly done this nails it this nails building, like, it's a brilliant management game. We've spoken about this. The humour in it is spot Great. on. It's spot mm -hmm. on. It's right for the tone of the of the game. Um, yeah. It's Ian Malcolm being Ian Malcolm. It's Jeff Goldblum yeah. being Jeff Goldblum. But it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely spot on. And you feel like, you can up it so you can feel like you're under proper pressure as you're playing it, or you can down, you know, you can just free build and enjoy it it's 
there's a sense of pride when you get it all right in terms of managing the game uh, and and seeing people flow into your park. There's a sense of panic when one of the, when the when the um, when the fences go down or stuff like that, and you realise you haven't built enough bunkers. Um, it, it, and you can see dinosaurs get eating people and you're going mm-hmm. oh my god i'm going to lose money or you know or <laughs> i just had an image of you as the tiger king going, i am never gonna find how did she recover, recover from, from this, this? <laughs> but it's it's brilliant and it's the little details that are so so good you can drive the jeeps in and out of the different um paddocks mm. that you make um you can you can spend time uh, taking photos of dinosaurs and seeing them in their natural habitat you can take you can actually go on the gyroscopes and actually go around and get a tour yourself which i think is actually voiced by jimmy kimmel in the um in the game as well uh, yeah it's it's not it's, kimmel fallon it was fallon fallon sorry jimmy fallon yeah yeah it's it's a great game it's a really really good game um and it, it's it's exactly the jurassic park game i've been wanting for absolute decades and the fact that number two is coming out Take my money. Solid. Yeah. I would also say that, you know the bits where you're driving around in the truck? Yeah. Isn't it funny how this game that's really just focused on building a park, when you're driving in that truck, it has better driving mechanics than most games that have driving in it. Right. It's it's, It's it's a great game. It's a great game. It's bizarre. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Even the helicopter, when you're flying the helicopter around, it feels more realistic flying that helicopter around in there than it does in most games that have helicopters in them. Mad. Absolutely mad. And also, bonus points, it's educational. True. Apart from, well, feathers. No, but you you can get more information on dinosaurs within it. It's it's educational. There you go. Very good. Very good. Jurassic Park. Evolution. Jurassic World Evolution. What's your number three? My number three. Um, uh, I'm sorry that I, I tore this from your from your your your, your list um, by 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 sending you the text first. Uh, but Spider-Man Two, yeah, for the PlayStation Two. I, I had it on GameCube. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, I had it on PlayStation Two, and it was perfect. The yeah, it was perfect. I would spend hours and hours not just playing like the story or even the side campaigns. I just spent hours swinging around. Yeah. And you have to bear in mind, like we're talking, you played it on PS2. I played it on GameCube. Yeah. Think this about- was that 2000, 2001? No, no, no. no it would no, have been 2003, 2003, 2004. Yeah. 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 So think about Amazing, it. Amazing though. Yeah. That's what we were doing in 2004. We were playing, you know, people talk about the Spider-Man games now being incredible, but mm. we were playing that game back then we played we played the best one first yeah and it truly was i mean look for me i've always loved the evil dead movies and all of that having bruce campbell uh do the narration of the game is always a joy like that he, he apart from he's done the voiceover for all the sam raimi spider-man game titans uh as the tutorial voice and he's he's, he's just brilliant but the attention to detail in like recreating the scenes from the movie but not obviously playing clips from the movie rather like Revenge of the Sith did. Or another game that we didn't mention that we both kind of enjoyed, which is the uh, the Matrix, uh, mm, yeah. the Matrix games. Oh, Enter the Matrix. Enter the Matrix, yeah. I mean, neither of us chose that. But it wasn't the best game. Out of all of the games that I've chosen, these ones play better yeah, than that did. Yeah, Enter the Matrix uh, you know, is a very good tie-in game. 
It's like I have a soft spot for the Lost game and the Twenty Four game, but they're not very good games, so they didn't they didn't they didn't come anywhere near my list. Anyway, but um, Spider-Man anyway, Spider Man Two, it's got all the voice actors. I'm pretty sure it's all the actual voice actors. I'm pretty sure it is, but it plays brilliantly. It gives you all the same feelings you get watching Spider Man Two, which you know there's the argument to be made that it's still the best Spider Man movie. I know people say Spider Verse, but Spider Man Two, it's it's just fucking brilliant in terms of Alfred a Molina's Doc yeah perfect perfect and also it's 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 one of the not not just a Spider-Man film it's just one of the best superhero yeah. movies yeah. that's ever been made yeah and it translates to the game brilliantly and if it wasn't for the game mechanics being absolutely perfect you know I, I could probably do with not like hunting for balloons but uh, <laughs> but 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 it's still just the it's one of the pinnacles i know it's not my number one but there's an argument to be made it should be there yeah i mean i'm i'm with you like i'm i was so close to having it as my number one but you'll understand when you see my number one um but this game i just remember spending hours on it i like and it would take me so long to get to the next mission because i'd just be swinging along and go oh there's a crime let's go stop that crime yep Yep. Like, because you could. And it was just like, it was incredible to be playing a game like that, a superhero game like that, where that's what you were doing. Like you were being a superhero. Mm. Yeah. You, Wasn't it one of the first open world, like superhero games yeah. where you could do that? Yeah. In fact, I think the first one, because when I mean the first one, you had games like GTA where you're going around being the criminal. Mm. So this time it actually turned yeah. it on its head. It was like, actually, this is the game we should have been playing all along. Yeah, it's so good. Good shout, man. Really good shout for number three. It's, it's wonderful. Come on, give me your number two. Um, my number two is one that I recently completed. Okay. My number two is Alien yeah. Isolation. Of course. I knew it was going to be on your list. It's so good. Like, I just can't get over how good a game this is. I, 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 I have to stress, I am not the biggest fan of horror games. We know this. I keep saying this. I'm not Ooh. a fan of horror games. I just, I'm not in for the jump scares. I don't like being scared. I love a game with a good story. And I love feeling immersed in a game. And this did it. I never felt angry at the game. I never felt angry at the game. I always felt angry at myself for being stupid in the game. <laughs> like if I got killed or like, cause this is the thing, you, you're not fighting the alien. You cannot fight the alien. You can't, no. you can no. fight, you can fight the working Joes. It's hard, but you can do it. Mm. Right. But you can't fight the alien. And it, it, it's very much that first alien movie that, you know, the Jaws style horror in the mm -hmm. ocean. You know, you can't stop the horror in the ocean. All you can do is run and hide. Mm -hmm. And it does it incredibly well. The AI is out of this world. The AI on this game is out of this world. And every time I died, I was not angry at the AI. I was never angry at the game. I never thought the game was being unfair or um, too hard. Mm. I would be angry at myself for making stupid mistakes, for being too brash or for being too noisy or for not thinking through what I was going to be doing and not taking my time. I loved it in the end because it's, the story is brilliant. The payoff for the story, having Sigourney Weaver actually 
in the story mm. as well is mm-hmm. brilliant. Um, I just loved it. Look, it's, it's it's not perfect. It's got flaws. Like there's a scene in there that is pretty much unnecessary, where and it's only just there for the fans to take you back to LV uh, four two six. Like mm-hmm. that's it's literally just there to take you to the planet, just to be like, hey fans. Yeah, but you get to walk around the ship and all of that. That's fun. But it's for the fans, you know. It's it's, yeah. it's not necessary entirely necessary for the story, but I get it, right? And yeah, there's a bit. It, it does slow down a bit in parts, but. It's also just one of the... It's one of the most immersive games I've ever played. One of the best games I've ever played. And in terms of movie tie-ins, I just... It's it's hard It's hard to find a game better. I did. I managed to find a game that was better. Um, and I've got good reasons for it. But this is really up there as one of the best games... Best game tie-ins ever made. Excellent stuff. And I completed it and you haven't. Yep, fair. <laughs> fair. I might do it again. I might do it again. Go on, you have to. No, I don't have to do anything, all right? <laughs> yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Oh, man. What's your number two? I'm going to deactivate all the scares, though, the jump scares. Um, right, uh, what am I on? Number two? Yeah, I'm on number two. My number two. Uh, y- you need to play this game. We've talked okay. about it. And you can get this game now mm-hmm. that you have the ability. Mm-hmm. And that's Star Trek Bridge Crew. Mm. And uh, not only is it just one of the, the, the best Star Trek games that's ever, ever, ever been made, but the fact that you can do it in VR and really feel that you're in there. And this is the thing, this is a wonderful thing about this game, is that it's not just a tie-in, because it's a tie-in really to the JJ-verse. It's a, it's a tie-in to the Kelvin timeline, because you're on that Kelvin-style ship. But it's also a tie-in to the next generation and it's also a tie-in to the original series so this is a game that is a tie-in to movies and tv it's 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 an all-in-one it's an all-in-one it's a strategy game you can do it solo it's tricky playing it solo but the idea i've been trying to you know this is why i need you to get it so that we can actually you know fully embrace how this game is supposed to be played one person can play as the captain one person can play as engineering one person plays as tactical and one person is at the helm so it's a four-player game you're given your tasks and you can just say right i want you to do this i want you to do this i want you to do this do it quickly okay i want you to divert power to this Okay, divert the power. Okay, right now, aim at this. To just take out their engines. Okay, now we're just gonna we're gonna hack their shields. We're gonna do it's it's so brilliant. Uh, it's quite short. There's not a lot of missions to do, uh, unless obviously you're supposed to get all the DLC. I wonder if they're going to do a sequel to it, or if there will be more DLC because it deserves more. This game, and just the idea of playing on a starship and being in command. I love it so much. I love it so much. I like, Please get the game so we can play together. I like how you think that if we played together, you would be the captain. No, no, hey, no, no. I'd let the AI be the captain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what would you be? Uh, I'd, I'd, Miles O'Brien? Yeah, I'd be engineering. No, 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 no. Next generation, Miles O'Brien, just standing oh. in a transporter room by yourself. 
Just, just contemplating my PTSD from from the Kardashian, Kardashian the Kardashian, Kardashian. wars. <laughs> I'm tired and it's hot. The Kardashian. I remember the Kardashian wars when Kim and Kylie and Chloe all. F- is that their names? I think. I think yeah, Kim's Gold, one. Gold Chloe. Chloe. I yeah. yeah, yeah anyway. What, I, the, what were the lady Kardashians called? Because all the men were like gold something. Like, it was like Goldicart and Demar. I'm pretty, like sure that, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure all the girl Kardashians were like Kim, Chloe. <laughs> Why is this a joke that never gets old? It'll never <laughs> get old. It'll never get old. Okay, good shout for number two. I have to give but it a try. That's my number two. Love yeah. it. I'll yeah, have to give it a do. try. I'll give it a try. Give me your. Give me your Will Riker. Okay, listen, listen. I said to you, Alien Isolation is one of the best movie tie in games ever made. You did. And I stand by that. It was really hard, like really hard to find something else better. Right. But there was only one option for this, right? Okay. And when I say it, I think people of a certain age, uh, it's people of a certain age will understand why this is number one. Goldeneye. Of course. Of course, of course. I mean, of course, it's brilliant. It's, yeah. it's 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 utterly brilliant. First of all, the again, my number one is a game from like two thousand nineties, late nineties. Mm. Yeah, um, the movie had come out years beforehand. <laughs> like this, this yeah. game years afterwards. It's a great game. It's a really good game. Like in terms of the movie, it, you play the movie first of all. It even yeah. has like the opening se- the opening scene, the opening mission ends with the Bond theme playing because it's the intro movie. It's the intro of the yeah. movie. It feels like you're in the movie. Like it does it so well. Now, granted, now it hasn't aged that well in terms of mechanics. It's really difficult. It's really difficult to play. I, I'm like, how did we play this when we were younger? Like, it's insane. Mm. Um, but it's impressive how much of a good game they built based on the film. Like, really, mm-hmm. really good. But where Goldeneye really came into its own, and this wasn't even supposed to be part of the game. They threw this together as an afterthought just to fill because they realized the game itself was really short like yeah. the, the actual game to play was really short so they threw this part in as kind of a afterthought and this defined kind of the future of gaming uh, in it a lot did. of ways yeah no 100 percent. yeah you're right and it was the multiplayer yeah the split screen the force the four split screen uh multiplayer um, GoldenEye, Battle Royale. Like, I, I I can't think of a game older than GoldenEye that did it as... Did, well, probably They probably were, but I can't remember any that did it as well as GoldenEye did it. They brought Battle Royale to the masses. Oh, yeah, it, it created the concept of sniping, of hiding, and people learning the maps. Yeah. So that they, you know, it... it this game really started that. Slappers only. If you play as odd job, you're a dick. Um, yeah. it's, Big head mode. Yeah. It's, it is absolutely brilliant. The multiplayer elevates what was already a really good game, 
but elevates a really good game to one of the best movie tie-in games of all time. And yeah, so Goldeneye, that's my number one. Lovely stuff. Very good. What's yours? My number one, I, I mean, look, it's, it's going to feel like it pales in comparison to something like Goldeneye, but I love this game. I streamed this game. I've played it multiple times. Uh, I bought both versions, that, the one when it originally came out on uh, PlayStation 3, and then I got the remaster of it on PlayStation 4. It is the sequel we all wanted to the movie. And we finally got it. Unfortunately, it was only in video game form. But fortunately, I am an avid video gamer and I enjoyed and loved this game so much. Uh, Sure, it doesn't play very well, but it is the best story I could have hoped for. And that is the Ghostbusters video game. From the moment the game starts, the opening scene, the opening scene, you're in a museum. It's creepy. You've got the perfect music and all of that that's all going on and then you're it turns out you're in the museum in the gozer exhibit and there's a guy walking around and there's something going wrong this woman runs past him scared and he's like hey what are you doing here and then there's an explosion of light you see a shot of the city the explosion just like emanating further and further and expanding then you get and the music begins and it's like you're watching a fucking Ghostbusters 3 that's what it feels like it's what that's that's that sensation you get and it's wonderful and I really desperately hope that this story is referenced and is canon when the next Ghostbusters Afterlife film comes out I'd like it to 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 sit there as because it deserves it it's wonderfully written. It is written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. The only flaw I would say probably with the game, apart from some clunky controls, is Harold Ramis and Bill Murray feel like they're phoning in their dialogue. Ernie Hudson's given it. Dan Aykroyd is like turned up to 11. But Bill Murray is kind of just sitting there, just reading the lines as it is. And Harold Ramis, is, is, he, 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 it just doesn't feel like their hearts are in it. Uh, but everything else is just fucking great. And if you love Ghostbusters, this game will tick all the right boxes for you. It really will. Yeah. It it's... really, truly will. It's even got Walter Peck in it. The original voice as well. Like the yeah. original actor. Everything is wonderful. Just, I, just get it. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It is the it is the sequel we all wanted, um, and it's, it's it's also a shame that it's uh, Harold Ramis's last performance as. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But no, great shout, mate. Absolutely great shout. Yeah, I'd, I'd say, definitely say it's probably my favourite tie-in because I, I would make time if I'm going to do a watch through of the movies, I would then cap it with the playthrough of this. Yeah, good shout, good shout. Love it, love it. I want to play all these games now. So do I, so badly. <laughs> I've just looked, I could get Bridge Crew for £4.70. Oh, fucking get it now. Let's play it after the podcast. <laughs> I wish I could. <laughs> no, I know you can't. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Nice. Yeah. When your brain is in a twist, cause you've got to make a list of the best things of all time, or the worst things we can find. It's a fair and fabulous phenomenal fantastic. 
Fantastic Five. I want to play all these games. I'm not, I've, I've seriously, I've, I've bookmarked them all on CD keys so I can get. Them. Excellent. Yeah, uh, we're gonna play together. I'm, I'm gonna... wondering, should I do a? I'm now very tempted to do another playthrough of uh, GoldenEye. That would be great. Wouldn't that'd it? That'd be great. Oh, if I could find a way, though, if I could find a way to play four-player GoldenEye online. That would be it, yeah, if we could. I mean, I'd, I'd, I don't know how I'd do it. I've got PlayStation, so and I'm, mm. I'm not going to do it off my Mac. My, especially my Mac in this heat at the moment. N- no. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going to handle it. It's not going to handle it. That would, that would be the end of your Mac. It, it really would. And I've and only had it, a, not even had it a year yet. It'd be the end of your Mac... Just like this is the end of the podcast. Oh, no. did you see what I did there? Did you see what I did there? Oh. I, I saw what you did and it hurt all the oh. same. It is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening, folks. We hope that you have enjoyed it, though. Um, <laughs> if you if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening, whether that be Spotify or iHeartRadio or or I'm just going to make something up now, or this is podcast now, um, or podcasts are us, um, or Apple podcasts. I think that last one's definitely fake. Um, wherever you're listening, hit subscribe. If you can do, actually, Apple podcasts is not fake. If you can, pop over there, leave us a five-star review. That'd be amazing because that will help us climb the ranks and get more listeners, which is always a nice thing to do. And of course, uh, tell people about the podcast whether that's in real life tell, recommend us to at least one other person or do it online matt how can they find us online they could find us on facebook twitter instagram uh Sinstagram, sitter macebook i mean if we're just going to make up companies rick if we're just going to make shit up we're just going to confuse our listeners with fake things like vero no vero was a thing wasn't it vero was a thing vero was 100 percent a thing yeah, R.I.P. Uh, but yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find us on Twitch. Uh, well, there isn't a Geekatorium Twitch, but we're individually on Twitch. You can find either of us, and that's the best way, really, that you can interact with us in real time. Uh, but the best thing that you could do is share us on Facebook, share us on Twitter, share us on Instagram, do all the review stuff that Rick said. Also, another way you can support us, and this is a way that we'd be so grateful, is if you support us via Patreon. Now, with Patreon, you get access to the uh, super secret uh, Geekatorium Discord. Uh, there's some stuff where you can uh, give us your Fantastic Fives and suggest your Fantastic Fives that you want us to do, that you want us to rank. Uh, in fact, we've just been given a new one, which I think we should do. Um, I think we're, we're probably, when, 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 when the baby's here, we, we can do it. But anyway, all of these social things, you can find us by, by, by Google. Just Google the Geekatorium. That's, 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 that's really the only way. I mean, I don't know. Is there, is there any other searching, search engines these days? Um, uh, uh, Lugal. Lugal? Yeah. Lugal. Is that where you can search for toilets? Yeah, is, is, I, I believe it was um, um, it was made by Lou, um, who is uh, known for going back in time to the 80s. Uh, he created Motley Lou as well. <laughs> and I might have watched Hot, Hot Tub Time Machine recently. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because there's some, some reference. I've, I've, I've seen that once a long time ago and I was intoxicated. Yeah, watch it again. It's so good. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, folks. We'll be back uh, next week. Well, actually, 
well, we'll, we'll play it by ear. We'll play we'll it, play by, it ear. by ear. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know via the social medias. Keep an eye out. Keep We're, an eye out. Uh, on, it, on what everything. I'll say is, to quote the Arnold Schwarzenegger, "We'll be back." Bye. Bye.